this is Michael James King coming to you from beautiful round town, USA, where a minister told his congregation, next week I plan to preach about the sin of lying. To help you understand my sermon, I want you all to read Mark 17. The following Sunday, as he prepared to deliver the sermon, the minister asked for a show of hands. He wanted to know how many people had actually read Mark 17. Every hand went up. The minister smiled and said, Mark only has 16 chapters. <laughs> I will now proceed with my sermon online. <laughs> That's good. This is yet another edition of God's Love Club, the podcast that talks about God's divine love and what it means for you today. We, as always, are giving a shout-out to spirit-led believers everywhere and greeting them with a holy kiss. We confess Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, thanking Him for His sacrifice on Calvary, and we look forward to His soon appearing in the clouds. Father, in Jesus' name, we ask that your Holy Spirit will lead and guide us as you speak to your people today. We ask that your Holy Spirit help us to speak your words and your truth to your people so that they can understand what your Spirit is doing in this generation. Amen. Amen. Today, my co-host with the Spirit-led most is lovely Christy Smith, the darling of Roundtown, USA. Christy is happy and well-adjusted in beautiful downtown Roundtown, where she believes without limits, prays for her family and friends unceasingly, and treats everyone with loving kindness. The title of this podcast today is Simple Obedience. Hi, Christy. How are you doing? I'm doing really well today. How are you doing? I am doing very well. We just had a nice walk, so we're doing well. Doing well. We're going to talk about simple obedience today. And the reason that I want to talk about this is some people live in a state of confusion. And they believe that following God is really complicated and that there's so many moving parts that they don't understand. There's so many circumstances they have to deal with that when God speaks to them something very simple, they complicate it to such a point where they can't follow it. And what I wanted to share with you today is that God speaks to you things that you can do and that are actionable today. And so when God says to go here, he simply means for you to move from one place to the other. He doesn't mean for you to go do a Bible study about it, to ask your pastor about it, to go and consider all the ramifications about it. Mm -hmm. He just wants you to change your position from one place to the other. Why? Well, because in the other position, he'll give you another instruction where you can actually do something that will be very meaningful in his kingdom. You know, a lot of times we overcomplicate things almost in order not to follow them. Because we start thinking in our natural minds about what could happen, what people might think, how our parents might react. And by the time we get done considering all those natural minded reasonings not to do what he says, we end up not doing it. Or even if we go and do it, we do it late and we've missed the opportunity. So simple obedience means just doing what God wants you to do right now without questioning it, without trying to understand the ramification of it, yeah. it's just simple obedience. You just do it. I remember when I came down to beautiful downtown, Roundtown, I asked God, do you want me to rent a house or buy a house? He says, I want you to purchase a house. Now, that made no sense in the natural. But what I did is I emptied my bank account. I came here and I paid the money for the house. And I've been here ever since. 
I mean, for me, coming from a big city, it was like being sent to the backside of the desert. <laughs> right. I mean, at least that's what my son thought. <laughs> he, he didn't know why I was being so mean to him. But in retrospect, over the last many years I've been here, I understand this was the perfect will of God. Now, I didn't have to understand in order to obey. Right. I just had to have faith in my father that he knew what he's doing. And indeed, to my detriment, I tried to sell the house a couple of times while I've been here. <laughs> Nobody would look at it. Wow. So I got the idea that I'm supposed to stay here for mm -hmm. the time being. Mm -hmm. It was simple obedience. So what do you think about that, Christy? I think that... As Christians, a lot of times we feel like when things go well for us and God is blessing us, it's because he's blessing our works. He's blessing our efforts to not sin. There is definitely blessing from God because that's his nature. From the time he created humanity, he wanted to bless humanity. He longs to bless us because he loves us so much. But the reason that we are blessed when we obey God is not because he's looking at us going, oh, you did a good job, I'm going to give you this blessing. It's because when we obey him, it lines us up with his will. And it puts us in a place where we can receive the blessing that he already has ordained for us. You were sharing this morning about if God's blessing for you is to give you a delicious apple, and he sends you into an apple orchard, you're going to have an abundance of delicious apples right at your hand. But if his desire is to bless you with a juicy, fresh apple and you are at the beach, you're not going to be in place to receive that apple. It's yeah. not necessarily that he's punishing you for being at the beach and he's going to say, you've done such a great job by going to the orchard that I'm going to give you a blessing. It's because when you're in alignment with him, there is blessing. And he is such an amazing God and so good. And he knows us so well because he created us that he knows what is going to bless us. He created us to desire and enjoy certain blessings. And the way we find those things is by stepping into alignment with what he's asking us to do. And there the blessings automatically show up. So it's not a matter of being rewarded per se. It's a matter of when we're in alignment with God, that's when the good things happen. That's when the blessings happen. That's when every cell in our body lines up with the rightness of God. And in that alignment, there's joy and there's healing, body, soul, and spirit. And there's this fulfillment of life that we can't experience outside of his will. And it's simply obeying that gets us there. It's just when God says, do this, you do this. When you have a choice to make, ask God for his direction and do what he tells you to do. And don't lean on your own understanding. It's a fundamental truth in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Why do we need to do that? Just so God will be pleased because we're being good little boys and girls? No, because that's where the blessings come. That's where the alignment and the fullness of life comes that Jesus promised us. It's really true. A hallmark of false doctrine is complication. When a doctrine is not lined up with what God really thinks, there's a lot of difficulty in making it fit. So it gets very complicated. There's a lot of workarounds they have to do. That's why when you get into real legalism, it gets into so many dead ends because it's really not of God, the doctrine. But people believe it so hard that they come to ridiculous conclusions and they feel that they have to be faithful to their belief. And so they do really stupid stuff. Mm -hmm. Instead of understanding that, okay, there's something wrong with what I believe because I'm doing something really stupid. <laughs> and 
This is where otherwise nice people become really harsh and uncaring. Yeah. Because they're a slave to the doctrine and they don't really know what God wants in that situation. When I left a certain church, I had people pray that rocks would come from heaven and kill me. Wow. Because I didn't agree with their doctrine. <sighs> otherwise, these people were nice people. But that day, when they were thinking that I was violating their doctrine, they didn't care what happened to me. I mean, mm. I could die, and they would say, let the Lord be glorified. Wow. So, following God is relatively simple. You just have to hear his voice and do what he says, when he says to do it, with whomever he says to do it with. You know, God's simple voice and simple obedience is time-sensitive. Yeah. You have to do it when God wants you to do it, because he's trying to position you into a place where he can use you for a certain thing or bless you with a certain thing. Like you said with the apple orchard. If you're in the apple orchard, getting you an apple is pretty easy. When you're at the beach, God has to have somebody who will actually obey his voice, pick mm -hmm. an apple and take it all the way down the beach and find you and give it to you. One is easy, one is difficult. Not because God can't do it, it's because will people obey? Exactly, and the abundance of the blessing is in the orchard. If you're at the beach, he can work it out to bring you an apple. But if you're in the orchard, there's an abundance of apples right at your hand. That's the joy of being in the blessing of God and in the will of God is that his blessings are abundant. And it's not, again, a reward for our goodness. It's the mark of being in alignment with God. There is blessing. Exactly. And when we understand that God wants us simply to do what he says, and we don't have to understand what he says in order to obey it, our life becomes a lot simpler. You know, we simply get up in the morning and ask him what he wants to do. And whatever he says, that's what we do. And we don't have to think about it beyond that. I remember I was going to go overseas, and the pastor asked me, well, I have these two dates. What date do you think we should go? And I asked God, do you want me to go this date? Do you want me to go that date? So I want you to go on to the second date. So we went on the second date. That was all that was needed. I didn't have to understand why the second date. Now, it turned out it was really Very important that I went on the second date. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't understand. God knew. But I simply obeyed. Mm -hmm. And that was all that was needed at that time. I needed to be a certain place at a certain time in another continent down in the deep bush, or else all that followed would not have happened. Wow. And though our obedience to God can be simple, the results of that obedience can be very profound. You know, God has a still small voice. He doesn't shout at you. No. But he means what he says. So if God has asked you to go and talk to a certain person, you should go and talk to him now, unless he says do it at five o'clock tomorrow. If God has asked you to go to a different place and be there at a certain time, that is exactly what you should do. Not an hour earlier, not an hour later. Simple obedience still needs to be complete obedience. If God wants you to go to the next town at a certain address, going to your grocery store in your town, even though you've moved, is not obedience. So obedience, though simple, needs to be complete. That's do good. everything that God says for you to do. Then you'll be lined up in his will, either to do what he wants you to do or to receive what he desires to give you. That's a good point. It's not always that we're doing something that he wants us to do, but a lot of times 
he gives us a direction because he wants to give us something. He wants to bless us in some way. And simple obedience requires just simple faith. We trust the person who is guiding us. There's a reason that God tells us not to lean on our own understanding. And the reason is primarily because human beings were not created to live from their heads. In fact, thousands of years ago, in all ancient cultures of the world, people lived from their heart or from their spirit and were guided from what they could feel inside their bodies. They weren't guided from their minds and their heads. But in modern day culture, especially in the Western world, People are very much guided by our thinking and our reasoning and our logic, which comes from receiving the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's not the way God intended us to live. We're not supposed to be mindless, brainless people because God gave us a brain for a reason. But the purpose of our brain is to coordinate and regulate our bodies and to take the signals that we receive in our spirits and in our hearts from God and implement them and use our bodies to implement what we're sensing. Our heads are not supposed to be the guiding force of our life. They're supposed to be the ones that interpret what the Spirit is saying to do and put it into action. And so our understanding very often gets in the way of being able to obey. People a lot of times judge Christianity by saying having blind faith in something you don't understand is ridiculous. I don't really consider it blind faith. What we have is simple faith, and simple faith is faith in not the outcome and not faith in the action, but faith in the God that we're following. It requires trust. Simple faith is just trust. I don't know why God wants me to do this right now, but I'm going to do it because I trust him. I know his voice and I know he's good and I know he has good things for me. And if I step into the will of God and be in alignment with what he wants for me, things are going to go well for me and I'm going to be blessed and God is going to be pleased that I am where he wants me to be. And he's going to be able to bless me because I'm going to be on that path of blessing that he's already ordained for me. But if I have to gauge it by my understanding before I will move into it, most of the time we're going to find that we're not going to move in what God wants because it doesn't usually make sense to our natural minds. If we've been following along in the spirit, sometimes a logical step will come up. Yeah, this is where God's been leading and I can see how it would go on to that. But we have to recognize that the world we live in has been in a trajectory away from what its intention was for thousands and thousands of years. Ever since Adam and Eve ate of that fruit from that tree, it sent humanity on a trajectory away from God and away from how God wants us to live. And in this day and age, God is bringing the foretaste of the new heavens and new earth to us, which matches what he intended originally in the Garden of Eden, which is supposed to draw us back to the correct trajectory, but we are so far off as a species that it looks so weird. If God would have come in this way right after Adam and Eve sinned, they'd be like, oh yeah, I remember that was how it was yesterday. I want to get back there. But we are so far from that. We have no idea. So when we really are working to try to hear God and move in what he tells us to do, our lives change sometimes in ways that are radically different. And everything looks different because we're finally lining up with what is meant to be. Exactly. If you actually do in simple obedience what God is asking you to do, you will not line up with a sinful world. Mm-hmm. Almost everything that is done in this world has the taint of sin to it. It is out of order with what God wants. And so when you get back in line with God's will, you don't seem to fit. And you wonder why people are giving you a hard time. Well, they don't understand it any more than you do. They don't understand why you quit engineering college and go to Bible college. They don't agree that you drop everything and go run around the country and do what God wants you to do. 
They don't understand it, and they oftentimes ridicule it and give you a really hard time while you're just trying to obey the voice of God. And because they don't have spiritual eyes to see or spiritual ears to hear, they don't hear and see what you see in God. And so you just seem to act weird. But you're actually acting in alignment with God's true will for your life. And therein is the path of life. When you obey the Holy Spirit, and you put your foot on the path that God foreordained for you from the foundation of this world, then you are heading towards blessing. Mm. You're heading towards true life. You're heading towards true relationship with the God who made you. And this is the sum total of what God wants. And the fashion of this world is passing away. It's all going to be burnt up with a fervent heat. Even the atoms will be destroyed. So anything that we do in this world that's not for God will be destroyed along with it. You know, this is why you need to be saved. And what do you need to be saved from? Destruction. And what does that entail? It entails an eternal hell with fire and brimstone. This is what God says. And he's going to burn up this heavens and this earth. He's going to destroy it. And if you are not gone, if you are not in Abraham's bosom, if you are not raptured or resurrected, you're going to get burnt up with it. That's what you're being saved from, because sin will be judged. All that God's done now is put it off for a while to give us time to accept his son Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. He wants to save those souls that have been trapped in this ungodly creation full of ungodly men and women who will not listen to him. But for those who have ears to hear and eyes to see what his spirit is saying to this generation, he has made a way of escape. And that door that you can go through is his son, Jesus Christ. That's right. Obedience to God brings joy to God because he's accomplishing his will on the earth. And it brings joy to us because we're accomplishing God's will for us. We have to remember that God is a good God. And when God asks us to do something, even if he asks us to do something that seems difficult in the moment, it's not because he's a harsh taskmaster. It's not because he just wants us to suffer. It's not because he just wants to test our obedience by saying, is she going to do this even when it's uncomfortable? And if so, then we'll just test her more to see if she will do more things that will bring her discomfort when she obeys. That's not his heart. His heart is goodness. Imagine a three-year-old little kid sitting outside playing in their front lawn, and the mom and dad are preparing a surprise birthday party for this kid in their house, and they've got balloons, and they've got presents, and they've got cake, and everybody's there ready to celebrate, and the little kid is totally oblivious that this party is planned for him, and he's outside playing. And as they're getting ready to bring the kid in for the party, there's a storm coming. So they open up the door and they tell the little kid, you need to come inside. I don't want to come inside. I like playing here. Well, number one, there's a storm coming and it's going to be bad if you stay out there. I don't see a storm. It's not raining right now. Everything's fine right now. I know, but I want you to come in. There's a storm coming and this is going to be better for you. I don't want to come in. I want to play outside. That's how we are a lot of times as Christians. We're so set in what seems good right now and we don't want to leave it when we don't know two significant things. One, bad things are coming if we don't obey. And two, good things are coming if we do obey. If the little boy would stop fighting the parent and just say, okay, I'll come inside. I don't think there's a storm coming. It's not raining right now, but I'll do it anyway because you told me to. Not only would he avoid the storm that will come, but he will receive this beautiful birthday party as soon as he walks in the door. 
That's what we need to remember is that we don't see the full picture. And when God is asking us to do something, it's for our protection, it's for our blessing, and it's for his glorification. We're supposed to be living vessels, representations of Jesus on this earth right now. And the way that he wants to represent himself is up to him. So if he is asking us to do something, we need to do it because we are full. We are who we are meant to be when we are manifesting Jesus in the way he wants us to manifest him to the people around us. And not only do they become blessed, and not only is God glorified and pleased, but we receive tremendous blessing by our simple obedience, because that's where we're supposed to be. Being right with God is a path to huge blessing. Exactly. And it's also a path to a lot easier time on earth. Definitely. Because when we're in simple obedience to God's will, moment by moment in our day, we're not worrying about everything that's going on around us. We're just doing the next thing. And God tells us what we need to know when we need to know it. And we don't have to figure out things ourselves. You know, there's a lot of turmoil in the earth right now. And anytime you look at YouTube, you look at the major news, anything, it's all fear, doom, and gloom. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like it's an anomaly to have a good story. And really what God wants is just your simple obedience. He'll tell you what you need to know when you need to know. You don't have to figure out if the Antichrist is five years away from us. You don't have to figure out what should I do with my money in five years because of the economic collapse that people say are coming. You don't need to do that. What you need to do is the next step. And then after you complete that next step in totality, God speaks to you again and he gives you the next step after that. It becomes where you get in the lane with God. Yeah, it's a good way of putting And it. you're in the flow of his spirit. And mm-hmm. so things start working out for you, mm-hmm. even though they don't make sense why they're doing that. They just start working out. I was talking to this lady this week, and she was supposed to go to a certain job. And two days before she was supposed to be there, she didn't have a place to stay. Mm. And this place is a very, very expensive place to live. And I was getting worried for her. But she says, no, something's going to work out. And I said, well, okay, I'm glad you have great faith. (laughs) And you know what? Something did. Wow. And it was nicer than what she originally planned. Of course, yes. (laughs) And I just thought, wow, you're in the lane of God. I mean, God's Mm -hmm. just with you. She wasn't worried. And indeed, it worked out. Why? Well, because God blesses with the authors. She's finally doing what God called her to do many years ago. And God's very pleased now. And so God's putting his weight behind what she's doing. It's an amazing thing. And simple obedience puts you on the path that God foreordained. And because you're doing his will, he blesses what he authors. That's right. And that blessing is something that always resonates with our spirit. It's something that we need. It's something that we want. You know, God blesses us with, like you said, more than what she expected, because that's the kind of God that he is. When Jesus multiplied the loaves and the fishes to feed 5,000 people, there was 12 baskets left over. There's more left over than what they started with. That's how he blesses, more than what we need. We can't even contain all of the blessings. Our cups are supposed to be running over, and the way that happens is by being in alignment with God. When we are simply obedient and we're content to do and receive anything that God has for us because we know he's good. 
his abundance and his blessings just blow us away sometimes. And being in that lane of God, like you said, in that flow, things happen that you don't expect. Things almost always turn out better than you expect. And sometimes it's ridiculous how easy life is and how things are just received when you need them. And there's no stress and there's no worry, not because you're looking to the provision or you're looking to the blessing, because you're looking to the God and you know he's good. A little kid who trusts his parents when they say, get away from the edge of the road. They're going to go away from the edge of the road because mom and dad said, and I trust mom and dad. But if we're constantly having to figure things out first because we don't trust God and what he's saying, we're like that little kid that stands on the edge of the road and say, why? Because I said so. But why? The parent could stand there and say, there's a big truck coming down the road. And if you're standing that close, you might get hit and you might get hurt and it's not going to be safe. But if I'm here and the truck's in the road, how can I get hurt? That's how we are a lot of times, back and forth, back and forth with God, trying to figure out what he is doing and why he is doing it and reasoning with it. And finally, if we think it makes a smidge of sense, then we may do it. And that is not obedience. That is not faith. God could explain every detail to us, but our minds couldn't handle it because we are such a small part of a huge picture. We're one puzzle piece in a beautiful puzzle that he's putting together. And we're one string in a beautiful tapestry. And if we're the red string that's going to develop into this beautiful rose in the corner of the background of the blue sky, everything around us may be blue. And God says, I want you to be red. And that doesn't make any sense. And if you say, well, that doesn't make any sense. Well, that's because I'm creating something new with you. You're the first part of this beautiful rose I'm making in this tapestry. We can't see the big picture. We can't see the big puzzle. We can't see the big tapestry. But we're a small part of that. We don't have the ability to fully comprehend everything God is doing in this earth or our part in it. Our job is not to understand. Our job is to obey and trust him. And that's where the blessing comes. And we all want blessing. Yeah. By way of example, God told me that he wants me to go buy some food in January and some other supplies. Really makes no sense to me. I don't really keep up on world events, and I don't know what's in the offing or anything like Mm -hmm. that. And he just said, do it. And so I said, fine. Okay, if that's what you want to do, I'll do that. Now, in order to do that, I have to rearrange my storage. And so in order to rearrange my storage, I have to have some place to put the stuff in my storage. That means I have to go and clean out my garage to put the stuff from the storage. And so I'm having to rearrange my life. Mm. I'm out there getting all dusty on these things I'm taking out in my garage and getting rid of so I can take the stuff from storage and box it up and put it up there. That is what simple obedience looks like. It means getting dusty. It means moving boxes. It means planning how you're going to obey that simple command. But I'm doing it. I do it a little bit every day. And I'm working towards being ready to do what God said, which was a very simple command, in January. Wow. And I don't even know why. Yeah. He didn't explain to me, well, this and this is going to happen. You're going to need that. I have really no firm understanding why he wants me to do it. So I'm doing that. And if anybody would walk up to you when you're working in your garage and say, what are you doing? Well, I'm rearranging this for this and this. Why? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's just what God wants me to do. And then uh, a while ago, he says, I want you to put solar on your house. And I said, uh, that's expensive. But he didn't say anything else. He just said, I want you to put solar in your Uh house. So I was thinking of that. And about a week later, a guy shows up. Knocks on your door. (laughs) I sell solar. I'd like to do a free estimate to put solar in your house. Wow. 
Now, normally I'd say thanks, but no thanks. But because God had spoken mm-hmm. to me, I said, well, come in and tell me about it. I'm not the perfect person that does perfect faith all the time. So I'm asking him a lot because there's a <laughs> lot of money to do that. Yeah. And he says, put the solar in your house. So the guy emailed me again, and I'm going to go and talk to him and see if it's even possible to do. I don't even know if I can do it. But because he said that. I'm betting you can. <laughs> I'll do that. And that's really how it is. I mean, simple faith doesn't mean it's easy. You might have to rearrange your life to do it. You might mm-hmm. have to spend money you're not thinking of spending. You don't know why. All you do is trust. I go and I do things often that I have no idea why I'm doing it. And unfortunately, it doesn't get any easier. You think that after five or six times of this kind of stuff happening and working out, you'd be, oh, I, I've got it down now. You yeah, know, I, I'm just yeah. going to obey and I just know that God's going to trick. You're still going to be nervous. You're still going to be wondering. You're still going to say, wow, really? You want me to do that? Yeah. And for the 10th time, he says, yes. You know, we're real people. Yeah, we're we not. We don't do we're this perfectly. We're not giants by in the faith. No. You know, we we struggle at the time. Yeah, but in the end of the day, it's your obedience that makes you a faithful mm-hmm. servant, mm-hmm. not your ease in doing it. Exactly, and you can recount stories like the one you just shared, and you can recount stories. And you know, you're in the midst of your simple obedience for the food he wants you to buy in January right now. Maybe a year from now, we can talk on a podcast of how that panned out and why that was necessary. But today, we don't know the reason for that. But we can look back at the beginning of 2020 and actually coming into 2020 when God gave you specific directions about people that he wanted you to make provision for and care for and move from one part of the world to another part of the world and change job situations and just the guidance of the people that are around you. And we see now in retrospect how he was preparing us for safety during COVID. We had no idea that COVID was coming. had no idea COVID was coming. But you had the things provided that were needed. You had people in place where they needed to be, where they could be safe. And in retrospect, we can say, wow, if you hadn't obeyed that, it could have been really bad for some people. But because you listened to God and did it, in spite of not understanding, things turned out really well. And that's what we need to remember. God doesn't want us to necessarily understand everything because his desire is that we trust him and that we Move by faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. But with faith, it's very pleasing to him. And then he is pleased to be able to bless us because we're in line with where his blessings are. Exactly. I help out some people over in Africa, and there was a really good price on corn. The lowest I've seen it in 20 years. And I thought, oh, I want to bless them. and I'll buy four sacks of corn for them. I'm such a good guy. And... <laughs> Then God says, I want you to buy 13. 13 specifically. Wow. 13. No more, no less. Now, that's more money than I wanted to spend. Mm. In fact, it's all the money I had in my bank account. I thought, well, maybe eight. <laughs> can we Can we just do eight, we Lord? I was trying God. to, you know, Abraham him and, and, you know, get him down. You know, he said 13. Huh. So for some unknown reason, I bought a ton of corn over in Kenya and gave it to somebody. I have absolutely no idea why I did that. Mm. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. But that's just like Agabus in Antioch signifying there's going to be a famine in Jerusalem mm. and them taking up an offering and sending it to them. Before the famine even hits. Before the famine even comes. Mm. And I think that 
What God is trying to get us to a place to is that we start liberating his people, liberating his resources, and doing it not because it seems good to the natural mind, but because God says so. Yeah. Now, I'm going to watch how that corn goes and see what it does over there. And I bet that it's for some reason. Yeah, definitely. And I had to buy it now or else it'd be two or three times more expensive Mm -hmm. then. And so I just did that. Now, interestingly enough, other money came in. (laughs) To replace that, yes. To replace it. And so I wasn't lacking, Mm -hmm. but I just had to buy it then. And I had to trust him to do it then. And this is what we're trying to reveal and to share with you today. God wants you just to have simple obedience through simple faith so that you'll be in a position to receive his blessings or to give him blessings at a particular time, at a particular place, with a particular person. It's incredibly powerful when you are where God wants you to be, doing what he wants you to Mm -hmm. do with whomever he wants you to do it at a specific time. Mm -hmm. I always tell people this story I heard in Kenya. This guy wakes up. It was like four o'clock in the morning. And God says, I want you to go and see so-and-so. And the guy says, I'm tired. It's four o'clock. Even the sun's not up. Now, get up, go. So the guy got up and he starts walking to the next village in the dark. And he gets there and he knocks on the door. It's just barely in the morning. And there's no answer. And he starts to go away. And God says, go in. And he says, but the door is locked. Go in. Guy breaks the door down. The guy is almost dead from hanging himself. Oh, my gosh. Cuts him down. Saves his life, preaches the gospel to him, he gets saved. Wow. Now talk about time sensitive. No kidding. I mean, five minutes later, there wouldn't have been any reason. You know, this is what we are. We are the hand of God extended. You might think it's a small thing or maybe an inconvenient thing or maybe something that's just a little bit too far of stretch for your imagination. Mm -hmm. But there is a reason that God speaks to you. There's a reason it's got to be done now. You don't understand what the consequences of your obedience will be, but God does. Mm -hmm. And if you'll just let him use you as an instrument of his will, amazing things will happen. Yeah, that's right. And you have to be in that position for your sake and for the people that you're connecting with. If one or the other of you is not obeying God, then something is missed. Now, you're not completely indispensable. If you decide you're not going to obey God, God will be sad and he will raise somebody else up to take your position, but it might change the flow of how he was wanting things to go and you might have to go about things in a different way. We want to be able to be instruments of God that he can use whenever he wants to use someone. He's looking in your area and says, I need somebody here to do this. And he trusts that he can call upon you and you will do it. That's powerful. That's a wonderful place for God to be glorified and to be happy with you. But also, it is a place where you can be in the flow of God, in the lane of God, and that's where you're going to get all the apples. That's where you're going to get that (laughs) blessing and that life of fulfillment and abundance where you know, like the woman you were talking about, she just knew everything was going to work out because she knew she was on the path that God put her on. God wants me there, and because he wants me there, he's going to provide a place for me to live. And not only did he provide a place for her to live, he provided more than what she expected. And that's the way that God works. It's always more than we expect when we're yielded to him, when we're trusting him. I think her faith and confidence that God was going to do it 
pleased God. And therefore, he just did beyond even what she imagined. That's the kind of God that we serve. And it's a privilege to be able to serve him. It's a privilege for the people around us to see God flow through us. You are in a very specific, vital place in the world and in this time to do what God wants you to do, to speak to the people that he leads you to speak to. And it's not anything that you have to figure out ahead of time. If God is sending you to a person or to a location or asking you to do anything, you don't have to know exactly how it's going to play out when you get there. You don't have to have your script written out on your piece of paper. You go by the flow of the Spirit and allow God to speak to you as the situation arises. And as you do that, He is able to be glorified. He's able to manifest Himself on this earth. And you are in the lane where you will be blessed because with obedience comes automatic blessing. This week I was meditating on tabernacles and the tabernacle experience and the power of it. And God showed me that the power of the tabernacle experience is so great that the Antichrist system and the Antichrist is at a severe disadvantage. It's not like we're just going to barely overcome the beast. We're going to deal a death wound to the beast. And it's not going to be a contest. And evil is going to be put down in such a way that people don't think it's ever going to get up. And we are going to be manifestations of God and in total control of the situation. This is not a David and Goliath situation. This is the army of God having total dominance over the enemies of the Spirit. And I saw that this week and I thought to myself, yeah, you know, I've been kind of having this, oh, I hope we can do it. I, I hope that God can do it through us. No, mm. it's not even a contest. Wow. When the body of Christ stands up full of the Spirit of God, the evil in this world will cower and everything will turn around so quickly people will wonder what happened. And I got a glimpse of that and I said, wow, yeah. and that's that's a better picture. Yeah. You know? It's a hopeful picture for believers. It is. It is an amazing thing. And it's something that has to be revealed to you by the Spirit mm. because there's so much fear being pumped yes. into everybody's mind. No. We're more than conquerors exactly. through Jesus Christ who fills us. It's not a contest. The beast has nothing on us. And as such, while we are here on this earth and there is a wave of fear that is coming over the entire world, we are ambassadors to be beacons of light and hope and faith. And we exactly. don't have to succumb to the fear. I work for a school district and I got an email a few days ago from the school district saying that there are evidently had been a TikTok challenge all over the country of the United States, challenging kids initially to skip school on a particular day. And then evidently it escalated on social media to doing school shootings on a particular day. So the school district sent us out just a, a warning saying, we're not going to overreact, but we're also not going to underreact. And so things were in place. The school district did a really good job of making sure the kids were safe and people were safe. And I could feel the fear coming off of that email when I read it. Not that the school district was trying to incite fear, but that the enemy, as it's working through this platform of social media and just the way that the enemy wants to spread fear all over the world, people were coming under fear. There were some schools that were completely closed on that day. There were many kids in the school that I worked at that didn't come. Now, maybe wow. it's because it's coming into Christmas, or maybe it's because the parents were afraid and they wanted to keep them home. But I asked God about it, and God said, you can pray for safety. 
you can pray for safety for your school, for yourself, for schools all over the country, for the kids that you know in particular that are in schools. And I did. And as I did, I was not afraid. Yeah, you can still walk around being innocent as doves and as wise as serpents. And there was a sense yesterday of just paying attention to what was going on around, but it wasn't out of fear. And we carried on with our day, had some wonderful things happen in school yesterday, and it was a beautiful day and nothing bad happened. But the point is, I didn't have to be afraid. Just because that wave of fear was being spread across the country, I didn't have to succumb to that. I serve a God who is greater, and I am a representation of the Son of God and the manifestation of God on this earth. And as such, I have power to overcome all of the works of the enemy. So even if the enemy had something planned for my school, I could stand against it. Even if the enemy had something planned for the kids that I care about that are in public schools, I could stand against it and take authority and I don't have to be afraid. And then the enemy is not allowed to do anything. That's the way we need to live our lives. We can't give in to this fear that is being fed to the world right now. We serve a God who is greater and he lives in us and we manifest him on this earth as a beacon of hope. And when people see that we're not afraid when the rest of the world is, they're going to ask us. You know, that's what it says in scripture. Be ready to give an answer when people ask you, why do you have so much hope? Because I serve the God who is the creator and sovereign over all the universe, and I don't have anything to be afraid of. Exactly. The person that we follow overcame death, (laughs) and he's the guy that's on our side, so we're set. And simple obedience means doing simple things for God. And so when God speaks to your heart, Sometimes he speaks to you in a sensation. Sometimes it's in your mind. Sometimes you're reading a scripture and he impresses something about you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes somebody else says something and you say, yes, that's true. Yeah. You know, hear God in however he speaks to you, but then simply obey. And don't try to figure it out. Just go with it and do it. Now, if he's telling you to go do something that's dangerous or something that has really bad consequences if you fail, you know, It's okay to pray about that. It's okay to seek wise counsel. Mm -hmm. You don't do Abraham-level obedience until you've been Abraham a while. Right, exactly. Good point. But the simple things that at the most will cause you embarrassment, try it. Mm -hmm. That's how you learn. Mm -hmm. If you make a mistake, no harm, no foul. Yeah. God's not going to get down on you because you tried. Exactly. He wants you to do it. And so... You'll do better next time. Exactly. Amen? Amen. Okay. Well, thank you for staying with us till the end of this broadcast. You are an intrepid soul, a real pioneer in the faith who decides that they're going to do something. Just go ahead and do it. So you're here with us at the end. We appreciate it. We appreciate your time and your patience. And we pray in the name of Jesus that you've heard something today that can add to your spiritual walk with God in a positive way. That's right. You guys have a great week. You have a beautiful seven days ahead of you. Use them to listen to God and have Him bless you. And we'll see you next time on God's Love Club. This is Michael and Christy. Bye-bye. Bye.